Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Stop, collaborate, and stop listening to this podcast if you don't like swearing. Okay, bye. here for you supporting you through your fucked up breakup because is any breakup not fucked up all the breakups are fucked up hi i'm jade (laughs) speaking of fucked up who the fuck are you who the fuck are you (laughs) if you can't if you can't be aggressive with your best friends then are they really your friends is that what we're talking about today i was having breakfast with my friend and i shoved her face that's not very nice. I thought it was cute, though. She no. didn't mind. She said, I loved it. Just so you know, I don't like being touched on my face. But do you know why I shoved her face? Because I was giving her a compliment and she wasn't taking it. And I said, just take it. Just shove it in. Take it, it bitch. I said, just shove it in your mouth and take it. And she liked it. And she said, Sarah. Thank you. She said, thank you. She said, thank you. You are so beautiful and attractive. And other synonyms for beauty. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I've got the COVID. I feel like, did you go to like a school where you like learned all the things not to do on a radio show and then came in and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what I did. For someone. Went to the anti radio school. For someone that's been a performer for how many years? I'm a live performer, not a radio performer. Live, a live performer, yeah. Jay's always much better live. It's true. So I got something really exciting today in the mail. What did you get? This book. It's, erotica yeah it's an erotic it's called erotica it's tales from women and non-binary folk and it's been curated by jasmine walker from house of theodora oh i want one and the artwork is by kim manning who I is i love the artwork i mean i can only see the cover but it's fucking, stunningly beautiful fucking ridiculous and very sexy well it has to be sexy because it's erotica and the reason that i'm sharing it with you is because one of my stories is in it oh how exciting i'm so excited I, I've, I published it under a pseudonym, which I don't know why, because I always write sorted things under it's my own like name. It's not like we don't know that you have sex. <laughs> Ooh, watch out, she might have sex. Yeah, but you'll know the type of sex. 
I do know the type of sex because I've read the story. Yeah, so I, I shared the story with Jade and she was like, that is not hot, that's disgusting. That is gross. <laughs> that is all the most things that are gross to me combined love, into one thing. I love how we're all so different. If you go to Instagram and find the House of Theodora, you can Maybe I will. get a link. Maybe I'll do it now. Oh, shit. <laughs> buy the book um but i'm just so amazed at this um woman who curated this book because she is always up to so much with her house of theodora brand where she does like hot meets where you can talk about fluids and masturbation and sex toys and all of this stuff if you're in perth if you're in perth i wonder i think were they doing um online meets or did were i just they? maybe i made that up oh um, i can pre-order my erotic book and obviously really cool because my story's in it. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, it's currently on sale. The pre-orders are on sale. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm just pre-ordering my book. So that was my news. That's great news. Did you receive it in the post? Yes, I did receive it in the post. How else do you receive a parcel? I don't know. Are you Korea? just... Stop ordering the book now. We're doing you the book. You told me to order the book. You even... literally said, if you want to get your book, go to Instagram to House of Theodora. So I am. Oh my God, I'm talking to the listener. You can do it later. I'm listening. We're making the podcast right now. Oh shit. Oh okay. my God. Okay, okay, I'll put it down. I'm so glad you're so far away from me because I might... <laughs> put your hand on my face. I might shove your face. Don't shove And me. it wouldn't be affectionately... Okay. Well, I, what do you want to talk about today? I would never touch your face. Don't touch my face. What do you want I to talk about today? I would never. Don't touch my face. What do you want to talk about today? Never touch your face. Okay. Cut. So what do we want to talk Cut. about today? Cut. Cut. Whatever. What do you want to talk about? Section of the book. The last section of the book we will ever do. Are we really done with the book? We have exhausted the book. I am exhausted from the book. Okay. I'm okay. not. Okay. I'm not. I love it. So... We may have done this page. It's called You Are Fucking Awesome. I don't think we've done that. Remember today how I came in and you just started complimenting me? Yeah. And then you were like, no, no. And you tried to push all the compliments off. No. It's I, almost exactly the same as what you described at coffee with your other friend this morning. I didn't push them off. I was just saying. You know, I had to be like, shut up, take the compliment. And then you hit me. And then I hit you. Really hard. Really hard. And I've got a black and you eye. you it. And I said, more. Ew. Ew. Nah. Are I we would, writing erotica right now? I would like it. So <laughs> so the section of the book is called You Are Fucking Awesome, and I'm just going to read it to you. It's fairly goddamn likely that your self-esteem has been served a mighty blow. The good news is that even though you might not feel it, you are still fucking awesome. Thank you. Except Jade. <laughs> List everything that is good about you. includes seemingly silly shit, like the fact that you have shiny hair. You have long eyelashes. That's what you were saying today. I know. You have long eyelashes. Thank you. I know. They look great. They're fake. I know, but they're still long. Thank you. Who cares? I mean, I seem like I have a great personality, but it's fake. My personality's fake too. Oh my God. What a coincidence. No wonder we like each other. Oh my God. Okay. So then it says, I am awesome because, and then you link, you, you link, you write why you are fucking awesome you could write links i guess if you if you've done something <laughs> online that you wanted to like celebrate you could put a link, you can there. link to it <laughs> link to your like linkedin profile <laughs> if only we had a digital version of this oh yeah mm-hmm. wouldn't it be nice to maybe we could do an instagram poll where people will, will like tell us the thing you love the most about yourself oh that's so cool i love that let's do and that then you could draw the parts yeah so i want to talk about why this is important Yes, please. So have you heard about the negativity bias? Yes. Do you ever notice how... Um, I've heard of it. I don't know what it is, just to clarify. 
I feel like you still need to tell me what it is. Well, I was going to do that, but I was going to kind of do it like an infomercial. Okay. Like, so when I said, do you so, ever... Sarah, have you ever... <laughs> That's why I was like, do you ever notice how? But if you'd let me keep going, it would have been brilliant. Okay. Sorry, go, carry on. So, Start over. <laughs> have you ever heard of the negativity bias? No, Sarah. What is it? Well, Jane, do you ever notice how when people say good things to you, you sort of take them in, but not... In such a deep way. That's literally never happened to me. I absorb every compliment. Okay. Uh, can we just pretend that you're Sorry, not? let's start Can again. we just pretend that you're not yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think for most people... For oh, some my God. Of- I'm so uncomfortable with being complimented. Oh, my <laughs> God. I have such low self-esteem. Okay. So... <laughs> Carry on. We'll go back to the script. Back to the script. <laughs> There's no script. I'm making it up. That's why it's so hard. So do you ever notice how if you're a normal person, not like Jade, you sort of take in more of the bad stuff? Yes. And make it. Oh, my God. Yes. And make it about yourself. Oh, my God. I'm so sucky. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, God. I wish I could slap you. You're so far away. Uh, and Stop touching my face. <laughs> so unfair. We need to film all of this so that I don't get like a lawsuit against me. Um, yes. <laughs> Can you please stick to the script, Sarah? <laughs> oh my god, I just can't. I just can't do this. So for some reason, we pay more attention to the bad stuff and internalize the bad stuff. I know why. Why? Are you gonna tell me why? It's because of the negativity bias. It's because of the negativity bias. <laughs> so, okay. Our proclivity for paying attention to bad stuff over positive stuff is evolutionary. It's evolutionary. Like fuck evolution. I understand why Christians don't believe in it because it's fucked us up. We're only partially evolved. Oh, I'm fully evolved. No, you're not. You have a negativity bias. So it's partial evolution. <laughs> you have a no negativity bias. You <laughs> have fully evolved. a creepy positive vi- virus. <laughs> I have a positive virus. I love it. I want to get that STI. No, you don't. You don't want that one. Okay. So our cave person ancestors drawn this to survive. So alertness to danger, which is the bad stuff, was <laughs> was a matter of life and death. It's the asthma. Mm, that's okay. I don't mind. So the negative emotions you have arouse, arouse, rouse the amygdala, which is also known as the amygdala. alarm, um, whatever, which is also known as the alarm bell for your brain. Isn't amygdala the queen from Star Wars? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, you're taking away from the facts. We don't need to pronounce things properly. Okay, can I? I know you hate it when I get up, but can I leave the room to take my asthma bog? Do you really need to take? Yeah, I really oh, do. Okay, no, go do that. <laughs> you might just make this easier for me. It might, Should it might I just keep me alive and you can do the? Should I just keep going without you? But how do I? Otherwise, you're it does feel weird to just speak without you in front of me. Leave like, <laughs> so according to a guy with a PhD, that's not a pretty huge dick. Something else. His name's Rick Hansen. He says that the amygdala uses two thirds of its neurons to look for bad news. So the bad stuff gets stored for future survival. And I think this is especially the case when you're going through a breakup because your self-esteem. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah, I just want to take my asthma <laughs> Oh my God, so Jade's having an asthma attack. No, I'm not having an asthma attack. I've just got, just got an asthmatic cough and I don't want to keep coughing through the whole pod because in this COVID era, we can't cough in public anymore. Yeah, well, we're not in public. But I do, I do appreciate that you stop coughing because it is like ruining the sound. Okay, well, so. let me just readjust myself. 
Okay. <laughs> Carry on. So the amygdala... What were you saying about Queen Amidala? So the amygdala uses two-thirds of its neurons to look for ba- bad news, basically. So the bad stuff gets stored for future survival. So there's a reason why we take on the bad stuff. So if you went through a breakup and you internalized a bunch of shit about yourself, that maybe you're a failure or you're this or that. This or- is why I don't like people to tell me why they're breaking up with me. It's like, just tell me it's over and leave. I'm coming around to that too. So for some reason, there is a reason, the positive stuff doesn't really get stored unless it's held in awareness for a dozen or more seconds, according to the PhD guy. What? So if someone tells you something positive, they have to tell you again and again and again for 12 seconds? Well, I think you have to hold it in your mind for 11 seconds Are you still thinking about your eyelashes? I am now. Do they feel good? that's... I feel good. I feel better. So that's how you try to transfer those... um, the good news from short to long-term memory that's great i'm all for pseudoscience and it totally backs this activity that's not pseudoscience that's science that's actual science you're right i just like saying pseudoscience but it, it is pseudoscience not. is fake news like it's like fake science oh no this is real science yeah it's non-pseudoscience there we go i get to say it um <laughs> so this is why especially right now when your brain could be uh, working against you in so many ways. I just want you to write down all the good things about you. And you can do that in our book. And you can do it in our book. So I wrote an example. And I don't know why, but I wrote, I have a great vagina. Wow. <laughs> I just think I do. I think it's great. You know, I have follow-up questions, but I feel like it would be inappropriate to it's, ask. It's there for me. It makes me feel good. And um, I appreciate it. So I was thinking... As a fun exercise, we could talk about why we think we're great. Well, we know why you think you're great. It's your vagina. That's only one thing on the list. Do you need more? Like if your vagina is good, isn't that like pretty all-encompassing? Like I feel like... I'm not just a giant walking vagina, Jade. Really? And I don't like that you see me that way. I don't see you that way. Okay. If I'm going to be really honest, I see your boobs first. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're really out at the moment. Okay. Sarah has great boobs. They are. I feel like you could put that on the list. Yeah. So good boobs. I have shiny hair. You do have shiny hair. And you know what? It's really cute today with that pink headband. Thank you, you so much. really, really sweet. Thank you. I love looking sweet. Uh, so, but you can keep going. Like, it doesn't have to be anything. What? You want me to keep going with things I think look nice about you? <laughs> what about things that are less superficial, like that you're, like, intelligent or funny? Or are they just bullshit? I, I do agree that those... You know how people are always like, you're more than your body yeah. and your aesthetic? Aesthetic. I can't say that word. <laughs> and, and you are, you know, like, you, you've got a good personality, probably, probably funny, probably smart. But, I mean, the things that make me feel good are, like, I have shiny hair. Yeah, okay. My eyebrows are on point. You have good boots as well. I have a great selection you of boots. You got some, like, cool boots recently, and I feel like oh. the combo of, like, the sweetness and then the toughness of those boots... It's very kind of like 90s kind of like in a good way. Oh, it's like dude. that 90s fashion that's come around. I know. It's so gross that I'm just embracing it because I peaked in the 90s. I shouldn't be wearing it again. Oh, my God. You must be so old. I am. I am <laughs> old. But whatever makes you feel good, you list that. So if mm. it's like that you have like a fucking epic close-knit group of friends or that yep. you have nephews that you love to bits. If you or- make great coffee. Or if you're great at making cheesecake, just write all that shit down, whatever comes into your head and really sit with it. And then my brother made us a cheesecake once and he like, he had to set it in the fridge before he baked it. Mm. And he like put it in the fridge with glad wrap on it and then baked it with the glad wrap on. <laughs> and it came out so shiny. 
Did you eat it? No, of course not. It was covered in glad wrap. It was melted glad wrap on top. He should not write that on the list. Uh, but yeah, the idea is to, I guess in this way, yeah, sit with it for more than 11 seconds, mm, put mm-hmm. it into your LTM. Long-term memory. Yeah. I just, <laughs> acronyming on the fly there. Woohoo! I can't wait to hear the listener question. The listener question is, why does breakup pain last way longer than you want it to? Yeah. I mean, the perfect amount of time would be none. Right? I mean, yeah. It's like you don't want to experience that pain at all. Mm. Um, I do have some science, though. Is it pseudo? No, it's real science. Non-pseudo science. It's real science. Uh, they put a bunch of people in a fMRI machine. And the studies have shown that our brain's physical pain centers respond to the emotional pain of breakups, which means that when you're in breakup pain, you're actually your brain's processing it like physical pain, which I think you've actually mentioned before in an earlier pod, but yeah, I'm just doubling down. Worth repeating. And isn't that evolutionary? Like I said, evolution done nothing for us. <laughs> other, other things that I read about when I was doing this research is that it takes about six weeks just to adjust to life without your ex. Ooh. So, cause all your patterns and routines are built around um, that other person six weeks um, but then it takes 12 weeks to actually start to feel better okay so that that first six weeks you're kind of in a turmoil of like just adjusting to day-to-day life mm. um, let alone processing the emotional stuff as well uh, for a long-term relationship it can take a whole year because every event that comes up in your calendar um, can remind you of that person you know like their birthday mm. comes up or Easter comes up and you used to do something specific with them or there's like all these things like oh this was the date that we went and did this thing and like sometimes it takes a whole year to work through all of those little mini traumas that come up yeah before you can actually completely feel resolved about it well that's interesting with the timeline yeah yeah it's interesting to know you know you've got that that kind of six-week milestone the 12-week milestone the year milestone like there's lots of stages of like Mm. getting through those emotions and getting through and now that we know that it's not just like kind of an emotional pain it's kind of like a physical pain that your body's experiencing in Mm. a way and also all of your routines and lifestyle changes that have to happen you know a lot of the time when people go through breakups you move house or you have to get a new group of friends or you you know there's so much of your life that overlaps that other person's yeah there's so much stuff that you have to kind of wade through to get to the other side of course it's going to take time yeah yeah, I'm really going to a weird place right now. I'm just thinking You're very about quiet. No, I know because I'm just thinking about just how you know you have that sort of tangible timeline, but then weird things can just push you back into a real feeling of trauma just when you think you're over it. Well, I mean, I I don't think putting pressure on yourself to feel better by a set amount of time, like just because mm. you know the website that jade read said that it should take <laughs> to feel better like if you take longer than that that's yeah. fine if you take less time that that's fine everyone processes things differently mm. and what a relationship meant to you you know is going to impact how long it takes you to get over it like i've had relationships that i was over two days later and i've had relationships that took me years to get over yeah and the length i think we've said this before but the length of the time that you spent with them has no bearing no. on how long you'll grieve them absolutely and like sometimes i mean one of my biggest griefs when i I come out of a relationship isn't what we had but what I wished I'd had yeah which totally. means that sometimes the shorter relationships are the ones I grieve for longer because I grieve the potential of what it could have been in my head yeah that's true because the longer ones have played out and you've seen and you're like that nope, they that's can't. not going to be that <laughs> yeah you've seen them hit bottom over yeah, and over they're done 
Oh, the other thing that um, came up in my research was that when you're going through a breakup, you often have to recalibrate your own sense of identity. Mm. And that takes a lot of time, you know, like building your sense of who you are and how you interact with the world. It takes time to rediscover yourself. Yeah. I listened to a TED talk. It's called Breakups Don't Have to Leave You Broken by Gary, whose surname is almost unpronounceable. But he's a psychology professor at Monmouth University. And he talks about how... um, now that the relationship has ended, this is a quote from him, you might feel like you've also lost a piece of yourself too. Yeah, well, you do, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I guess when a relationship's going well, your two identities kind of intertwine to some extent. Even if you are quite independent, there's still going to be a part of you and a part of your identity that is tied to the relationship. Well, you kind of, when you're in a relationship, you think about them a lot. Yeah. You think, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Or like, what would this person think and then it leaves a hole in your life when they're gone Mm. even if the relationship was bad it's still like time that you spend in thinking about them or engaged in life with them yeah so even if you're happy that they're gone there's still that hole there that you know you have to process yeah and I think like it's just going to take as long as it takes and you can't you can't be hard on yourself about it in terms of why it lasts I think the studies are there that tell us why Mm. and that it is real and that it's okay for it to hurt um one of the things that you sarah have said to me a lot of times which i found really helpful is like when i'm like but how do you get over it the thing you always say to me is you have to feel your feelings that's what processing is it's the worst yeah it sucks i seriously wish there was just a pill that you could take that would make it all just go away but it is it is literally the work yeah, but the work it. is feeling it. Like mm. there's not, it's not an activity that you're supposed to undertake so much as just sitting in the feelings until they resolve or like letting them kind of move through you. Mm. And then doing those other sort of elements of self-care so you use the don't go book. fucking insane. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you're just sitting in a dark room thinking about it, then you're just going to start ruminating. Am I and- doing it wrong? <laughs> Spiraling. <laughs> yeah, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Um, but definitely, yeah, surrounding yourself with people who love you because the whole MRI study thing is fascinating and it goes back to those caveman days mm. where rejection meant death and that's why your body screams at you and feels pain mm. when you're going through a breakup. So it's actually trying to help you survive and if you surround yourself with people who love you for who you are, then you're reminding your body that you are safe and you still have a tribe even though you are going through a breakup. So would you say then that the breakup pain lasts longer than you want it to because of the negativity bias? Have we just gone full circle? Wait, no, that's not the negativity bias. That's something else. I don't think you were listening. We were talking about evolution. Yeah, no, so it's, but yeah, no, we have come full circle with evolution. You're right. Yay! (laughs) It's like heartbreak is because of our evolutionary need for connection. 100%. And that's not something that you can just outthink or outrun. No, and you have to constantly remind your body that you are not alone because right now it's thinking that, like it's it's literally hurting you physically because it's saying go back to that person because that person is safety. But you need to remind your body that you are safe. And that person is no longer safety to you. Although they're not there anymore, you're still safe. You've still got your tribe. But yeah, it's like your primal body giving you information that is no longer relevant to modern day yeah. living. Um, in addition, like you were saying, talking to your friends can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, a therapist could be helpful if you feel like the need to talk through some stuff with someone who's actually 
skilled in mm. in helping you move through it like if, if just kind of talking um through it is, is landing you on a loop and you want to be able to move through that sometimes mm. a therapist can help because they've got the training to kind of work through it and process through it with you yeah and even though like you should be able to unload on your friends sometimes you might think oh maybe I want to give that a little bit of a break if you've been doing it a lot mm. and like I fully unload on my therapist mm. and I don't really love the use of unload but I know what you mean are you thinking about semen <laughs> yes dude I mean I'm not ejaculating on my therapist <laughs> you're so gross yeah but I wasn't thinking of it that way <coughs> I share, um, just share. They're there for you and your friends are there for you too. And yeah. you should never worry that, you know, you're you're sharing too much, I don't think. But sometimes no. it's good to diversify who you and share with. And also sometimes like, you know, there's the times where you just need to, to say it out loud and just kind of like word dump and emotion dump. Yeah. But then there's also times where you want to kind of work through it and like mm. have a plan or have kind of a strategy. And I think that's where therapy can be really helpful. Yeah. And it's like... There's no reciprocal arrangement. You are paying them to support you and that is it. Yeah. And that can be really amazing. Yeah. So if they try to tell you anything about their life, you're like, shut up. I never, I'm paying. I never ask my therapist how he is. I never ask my therapist how he is. But then I've had therapists tell me stuff about their life and I'm like, what are we here to talk about you now? Like, oh, I don't like that. No, I hate it. My therapist. I've if been... I wanted to hear about their life, I would go talk to my friends. <laughs> I've been seeing my therapist for maybe even seven years and all I, I know very little about him. I think he likes dogs and he has a son. That's too much. That's it. I don't even want to know that much. I don't even want to know whether or not they have kids or like, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, when I leave that room, they cease to exist. Yes. That is the nature of that relationship. Yes. And that's what makes it a safe place for me to just talk shit and yeah. like expose myself mm. emotionally. Oh, I wasn't thinking any other way. <laughs> but you know, you just unload those words. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, my quote isn't really uplifting, but it, I found it validating. Oh, please, depress me. Everyone talks about how hard it is to trust people after you've been hurt, but barely anyone talks about how hard it is to trust yourself when you've had your gut instincts and convictions skillfully undermined by someone. And that is from The Booty Is Not An Apology or It's Jackson Beebe's via Twitter. That's so true. And I think that's part of why breakup pain lasts as well, because yeah. sometimes, especially if you've been in a emotionally manipulative relationship or where you've been gaslit, it takes time to trust yourself again. It does, doesn't it? You don't know which way is up when you've had that happen to you and it can take a while to heal. And that's why your posse and your friends are so important because they can revalidate your sense of who you are. Yeah. Keep and your... bring you back to yourself. Yeah, that's so true. Keep the people around you that make you feel good. And and build that trust in who you are. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. This quote is by Elizabeth Gilbert. 
Oh yeah, I love her. Is it a bit basic bitch? To she's quote? a bit basic bitch. Like I feel like some of her work is a bit basic bitch, but then also some of her work is so insightful. Like, and that's why she's so prolific. I actually really love her philosophy. Oh, she's so smart. Yeah, but I just felt like I could be a little bit more like. Oh, I'm quoting Elizabeth Gillett. No. Yeah, I could have been. I quoting... think we can we can love her work mm. and also not love her work at the same time. Because, I, I mean, mm. I genuinely do really love her philosophical work. Yeah, I just thought maybe I wasn't being very cool, like it's too mainstream. No. But her, I mean, her work around I've, creativity as well has been like a oh, game changer for me. She's amazing. And like I've never professed to be cool. So <laughs> this is what Elizabeth <laughs> fucking Gilbert says. This is a good sign. Having a broken heart, it means we have tried for something. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking lived. If you have your heart broken, you lived hard. Yeah. So good on you. This podcast was recorded on Wajak Noongar country in Perth, Western Australia. Our theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Petmanabam. For more of our blogs or to check out our awesome shop, head to www.podbook.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.